This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn, Mark Hossettler, along with me, talking the second part of John 16. Not that actually there's a first part of John 16 and a second part. It's just a chapter. You know, right. it's part of the Bible. It's yeah. kind of funny that we, because we're splitting the podcast into two, all of a sudden John 16 is a second part. <laughs> no. You never knew about that, no. did you? You never knew about the second part of right. John 16, but actually just starting to talk uh, 16 on through the end of the chapter. It's part of a complete conversation Jesus is having with his disciples, right? So he says, uh, he went on to say, that's how it starts. Verse 16. So he's, he's in the middle of a conversation with his disciples right now Mm -hmm. at the last supper, right? Hours before he's tried, convicted and crucified. This this is the night of that's, that's the context. That's the context. When we're man. when we're when we're getting into these things where he's saying in a little while and yeah, all of that, we have to keep that context in mind. That is he man, having troubles? Yes. Yeah. He is having he is having <laughs> right. troubles. All so right, man. Let's hear look, the word. You look at verse sixteen. In a little while, you will see me no more, and then after a little while, you will see me. Some of his disciples said to one another, "What does he mean saying in a little while you'll see me no more?" Then after a little while, you will see me. And because I am going to the Father, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. These guys are obviously confused. mm -hmm. I mean, they are obviously wrestling with Jesus' words, in a little while, you won't see me. Right. Like, what does this mean? Where is this coming from here? Um, Obviously, from the the text, they seem a little bit, you know, concerned about this of course you know because their 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 leader the one they're following is saying i am not going to be here anymore you know? right that'd be a hard thing and i think too you're not going to see me then you are going to see me is he's going to die be yeah. crucified thrown in a tomb sealed with a stone roman guards guarding it roman soldiers guarding it and then there's going to be a resurrection that early Sunday morning. So this is going to be, they're going to watch on Friday and be heartbroken, Saturday be heartbroken, and then Sunday morning get the news he's back, yep. which is amazing. And Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You'll grieve but your grief will be turned to joy. Mm. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. There you go. Yeah, I love uh, Jesus getting to the reality of the matter you will grieve. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's unhealthy for people to just push grief to the side. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, but I also think it's unhealthy for people to stay in grief. You know, there's a time to mourn. There's a time to rejoice. Uh, there's a time, there's a season for everything, right? right? I think you have to realize anytime you have a problem or, or sorrow in your life, it's never everything. Sometimes we want to mm-hmm. make it everything. It's That's never everything. Really because good. even when somebody loses 
worst case scenario, let's just even throw a worst case scenario, which most people don't go through this, although some have. You know, if you had five kids and you lost one, you still have four. You're yeah. going to grieve the loss of the one. Though you have a place in your heart forever for them. Yes. I've, you know, I've lost both of my parents at this point. Like I told my kids the other day, I have no, I don't have a role as a son anymore. I'm not a son. Wow. Because my parents are gone. Wow. My, all my grandparents are gone. So, you know, you look at those kind of things, but I'm not going to stop living. I mean, I have all my kids. I have my wife. I have my church family. I have a lot around me. And if, you're a if, child if, of God. If, right, I'm a child of God. If I <laughs> yeah. lost my wife, I'd still have my kids. I mean, there's still a reason to live and a reason to go on. Typically, the thing I try to remember, whatever you're going through, whatever the problem is, isn't everything. And I also liked how he said, no one's going to take your joy away from you. Yes. Like no one can take your joy away. Right. No one can take away your joy. We give it away. Yeah. No one can actually take it away. That's verse 22. And it's an, and it's an awesome thing to hold on to. You know, why do people lose their joy? Why do people go through life at times? Joyless? Well, I think you said it just a couple of minutes ago. You, you make your, the problem at hand, everything, mm -hmm. you know, okay. you lose focus. And you start to focus, you take your focus off of Jesus and off of the things that are permanent and put them on the temporal. Right. And that can really, you know, help you lose your joy. Oh, you know? it can. Absolutely. Uh, I also think hopelessness. Hopelessness ties in together with that. When we start to feel hopeless about a situation, watch out. Joy is gone. You know. Yeah. And maybe the situation is not like, oh, my goodness, you know. I haven't found the job or I didn't get the job I wanted. Well, maybe God's got a better job for That's you. Right. So sometimes, I mean, it's, again, we may feel hopeless in a situation. In a situation, we don't need to be in anyway. Yes. Or hopeless about something we didn't need to have. Well, I'm hopeless about this relationship. Well, you know, you're dating, what have you. Maybe that's not the relationship you should have been in anyway. So, so you asked the question, My what, another answer I have to give is sin. Sin will always rob you of joy. Okay. There could be pleasure with sin for a season, which might give you some happiness, temporal happiness. But I'm telling you, the end result is joyless living. Right. When you have sin in your life, unconfessed sin especially, um, man, it, it you there is no route for well, joy. You feel, you know? yeah, you're going to feel haunted. You're going to be looking in your rearview mirror and wondering when somebody's going to find out. It's Psalm, Psalm 32 actually says that my, my energy or my vitality – turn like the drought of summer when I had unconfessed sin in my life. You know, mm -hmm. he said, I felt your hand heavy on me day yeah. and night. Famous Man, song. It, it, you know, and, right. and, and I, that's, I know that feeling. Because <laughs> he was hiding stuff. Yeah. He was hiding yeah. stuff. He wasn't, but I still like it. The fact is, Christians ought to be joyful. Yes, we should count it all joy so, when man. you fall into various trials of many kinds, because yep. the testing of your faith is going to work perseverance. And then it's going to work some maturity and seasoning in our yep. lives that we need to be seasoned. It's we need to building be your character, right? And Absolutely. it's producing in you a character. Right. It's not saying, um, listen, it's not saying I don't have to be happy about something bad that happened. There's certain things in this life. I'm never going to be happy about it. There are certain things that happened to me. I'm never going to be happy about yep. it. You know why I'm not going to be happy about it? Because it was wrong, and it'd be stupid to be happy about it. They'd be happy about that, but you know what? I found I could overcome. I found that I got through it. It yeah. didn't kill my joy. You know, I try to just keep going on and just take things as they come, take yeah. life as it comes. I'm a big believer and play the hand you're dealt. Whatever card is in your hand, like my grandma always taught me, play it the best that you can. Absolutely. That's all you can do. You know, you get yeah. you get a set of cards handed to you. You play those cards the best that you can. You don't worry about the rest of it. And you're not going to be all forlorn and moping about it. Mm -hmm. I think there's too many people moping about traffic, moping about 
it's too too hot, it's too cold, it's too cloudy, it's too sunny, it's too whatever. And, you know, so-and-so used to talk to me, and then they don't. I don't have enough likes on my posts. I think there are a lot of little things that get people down that don't need to get us down, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I agree with that. I mean, this is words from Christ, all right? So, so when we turn to Hebrews 12, what does that say there? Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He's scorning and it's shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the, of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from the sinners. Right. So that you will not grow weary and lose heart either. And there was when, joy. I mean, there was he, sorrow and grief and pain. And there was a joy set before him. So one of the things you have to realize, Mark, is a very important counseling principle is this. Typically, when people are going through a hard time and they're in a valley, you got to remind them you're not there forever. That's right. It's through the valley. It's not to Mm. the valley. So you're going through it to a different place where God would take the sheep or the shepherd would take the sheep through stark, scary valleys to get them to green pasture somewhere else. And sometimes it was the only way through from one pasture that had dried up to one that had not dried up so they could survive. Sometimes we have to go through valleys. That's just part of life. Yes. But as we count on God and we realize God is with us, we're going to be okay. But he says mm-hmm. you will have sorrow for sure. But it's like that woman. Yeah, a woman has sorrow when she's having a baby and there's a lot of pain. But all of a sudden, she forgets all about that pain as soon as the baby's born. And they're going to have pain. But guess what? It's not going to be a pain they remember because they're going to forget all about it mm-hmm. when the good things that have come. So yes. I can look at my life and say, Okay, I'm in pain because of this rejection. I'm in pain because of this thing that happened. I'm in pain because of this loss. All right, yeah, I'm in pain because of that now. But you know what? When that good later on that God's going to bring into my life comes and God's going to bring good into my life, you know what? That's going to be so good. Yeah. It's going to be like that woman who went through pain having a child. But once that child's there, you're going to forget all about the past. And when you see the blessings of God, you see the strength that comes, you see the happiness, and you see all that there is in life to rejoice about. You forget about that pain. I agree, man. I agree. I feel sorry for people that that have gotten to a point where there is no more joy in their life. You right. know, I really do because Jesus purchased joy for us. Right. You know, he. That's why he says with such confidence, man. Uh, you are going to have joy. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't say you might. He says right. you're going to. When you see me come up out of that tomb, right, and raise back up into heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father. <clears throat> Your joy is going to be restored. Right. That, you know, that grief's going to be gone now. And no one's going to take it away from you. And again, I find this way. Typically, whatever I'm going through is never everything that I'm going through at the same time. Like we said before. Right. Right. It's not everything. So whatever this pain is in this one avenue of my life, man, there's a lot to rejoice about to see people's lives change and to see the people that love you. And sometimes we'll focus on the one person doesn't like us and forget about the hundred who do. Agreed. Right? So you got to realize, no, you know, I don't need to lose my joy over these things. Yeah, there's some sorrow here, but you know what? There's still a lot of reasons for rejoicing. That's how I try to live my life. Yeah, there are certain things I don't like that happen. There are certain things going on that I can't stand, but... I also try to look for the good that God's bringing into my life and try to understand, God, you have purposes that are bigger than me. You've got purposes going on that I don't understand. I got to trust you. I think the biggest thing is just keeping your focus on the Lord, keeping your focus on what you're supposed to do. And so every day, no matter what else is going on in my life, I got a job to do. I got things the Lord wants me to do. You know, for you as a parent, you know, if you have, if you have kids, Mm -hmm. your jobs, take care of those kids, get out there and work hard, pay your bills, read your Bible, pray, 
be the best leader at home, be the best parent you can be, the best spouse you can be, right? Serving your church. Focus on all these things. Like, I, focus on that. Focus like on, that. hey, man, it's Wednesday nights. Juan, if I'm there, I'm doing the best job that I possibly can. Or if I'm singing on the praise team, mm-hmm. I'm doing the best job I possibly can. You know, I can't worry the so-and-so neighbor, you know, wants to kill my dog. What, I'm, I'm just being absurd, you right. know what I mean? Throwing right. stuff out there. But I can't be thinking about this stuff all the time because I got a lot of good stuff to be thinking about, too. Yep. I think I think what I love what you're saying because we play a role in um, – remaining in joy right right so we don't produce joy in us that's the work of the spirit mm-hmm. that's a fruit of the spirit right but i think we play a role in in staying joyful right you know uh for me music produces joy in me when i feel despondent or or or, or depressed or anything uh one of the things i love to do is just take my ipad look up youtube videos of old bluegrass gospel songs I will sit there and I'll listen to those songs and it will restore joy in me. Right. Good. It just does. Yeah. And sometimes I'll just grab my guitar and I'll play those old songs that when right. I first started mu- with music, I'll just play them again. Because there's comfort in it. There is. And, right. it, and it restores joy. I know, I guess my point is, is I know certain things that restore joy in me. And when I'm getting down in the dumps and, and it happens... I need to just go back to that place where I know I'm going to be restored in joy. Serving at the nursing home. Right. I'm telling you just about without fail, I leave that place, I'm joyful. Right. You're filled up. You know, right. I I don't know what happens. I don't know why. It's just one of them things that just restores joy. Well, it's interesting. I mean, you're you're kind of bringing up a a pattern. Like for me, I find peace, whether it's running, I do. Uh, mm-hmm. Being out in the woods, hiking, just having my camera with me, just yeah. going looking for beautiful things to photograph. That brings me a lot of peace. It really does. Yeah. But there's something familiar in it. There's something that, you know, maybe you have that sense of control a little bit. You know, you can play the music. You're good at sure. that. That's something. Maybe somebody else would take a basketball and just go outside and shoot baskets. That's true. Yeah. And that would bring them some peace. But there's also familiarity with Christ. There's familiarity with the comfort of knowing he's there, the comforting of knowing mm-hmm. that you can pray. That com- pray. That's comforting, yeah. too. Walk- I've, I've spent, I'm sure, hours in my life walking down a trail and praying about things heavy on my heart. Just walking and praying, walking and yeah. praying, and walking and praying. And there's a lot of comfort in that, too, because we have Christ. No matter what, we still have Christ. In fact, he's going to go on, and he's going to say in that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Yes. And, and I love that. Mm. So he's telling them right now, you, there's going to be a day coming. You go straight to God and talk to him. You don't have to go through a priest. You don't have to go through someone else. You don't You don't have to wait for me to pray for you. That's wonderful. Go and pray yeah. on your own in the name of Jesus because that's the authority in which we pray. Jesus yeah. Christ has given us permission. Hey, you're allowed to come in here. It's like me getting permission on a property that's abandoned. It doesn't matter if anyone questions me why I'm, ne- I'm there. Well, I'm here because I have permission. And I can, I've showed people before, well, let me show you the text that he just sent me. There you go. You know, yeah. the property owner and, and let you know I'm mm-hmm. allowed to be here. So, and then mm-hmm. I, you're unmolested. You know, no one's going to bother you because yep. the people who watch out for him, okay, he's allowed to be here, so you free reign to go wherever you want. Then the same as thing when it comes to the throne of heaven, we got free reign to be able to go there. We have free reign to be able to come into the throne room because we have permission. Absolutely, and I'll tell you what, I think it was at a Christmas Eve service where you said, 
man, when you hear that answer to prayer, you've been praying for somebody right. and you hear that answer to prayer, yeah. man, it's like, oh, it's so joyful. Yeah. You know, it's like, it man, you rejoice with them people. You know, right. I think that's partly what he's saying too. ask. You will receive and your joy is going to be complete when you right. know the father is listening to you. Right. Not to a high priest anymore. I mean, he is, you know, but Jesus is our high priest now. Right. You know, he's our in-between. And so God himself is listening to you when you pray. Right. You know, and, and he's hearing you. You actually are engaging in this conversation with the Lord God who created everything, including right. you. Right. I mean, that's an awesome thing. Yes, I'm glad we went through that again just to, to look at it again because it's like, yeah. That is true. When you well, have an answer to prayer, joy does increase in your right, heart. It does. And we, and we got these things covered, too, in the next four minutes. It says, though I've been speaking figuratively, a time is coming where I'll no longer use this kind of language, but I'll tell you plainly about my father. In that day, you will ask him my name. Again, you're going to come in the name. I'm not saying I'll ask the father on your behalf. No, the father himself loves you because you've loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the father and entered the world. Now I'm leaving the world and going back to the father. And oh I think that's gosh. a beautiful thing right oh. there is like, you can pray to God because God loves you. Why can you come to God? Cause he loves you. He's interested in you. He wants to hear from <laughs> yeah. you. That's why, why do you have and, joy? And, and why does he love you? Cause you love Jesus. <laughs> right. yeah, so, exactly. you know, go love, go love on Jesus and God loves you. And you know what? You can go pray. And that's, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's full circle stuff right there. That's, that's, that's the deal. whole thing right there. I mean, you, right. you have joy, you go to the father, he answers you, he hears you, he loves you. Right. He answers your call to him for your right. plea for mercy. You get more joy. You go right. back to him. You know, right. I mean, that's, it's a relationship, man. It's awesome. It, it is awesome. And then it says that then the disciple said, now you're speaking clearly without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not need to have anyone ask mm -hmm. you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Amen. Oh, you believe at last. Jesus, <laughs> finally. Uh, but a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I'm not alone, for my Father's with me. And there are days where we may feel alone. Yeah. Uh, everyone was going to scatter and leave Jesus Christ. They're all going to run for their lives, mm -hmm. head for the hills, so to speak. And there's Jesus Christ going to be at his trial alone. He's going to be at his crucifixion, kind of alone, too. I think John was there and his mother, but... You know, they abandon him and he goes, but I'm not alone. And why am I not alone? Because my father's with me. And those times when you feel loneliness, those times when you feel alone, you're not really alone. You got to remember that God's with you. And then he said, I've told you these things so that in me you have made peace. You may have peace in this world. You have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. An excellent, excellent verse. I think we should be applying to memory. Uh, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Right. You know, I think it's so important for us to have a disposition of peace. I just uh, spoke with somebody yesterday. I was able to point him to Philippians 4, where it says, you, uh, the, um, the peace of God in Christ, which surpasses knowledge, which surpasses understanding. This peace that Jesus is talking about right here, it goes beyond what we're able to comprehend as people. Right. You've seen them people where you're like, man, how can that person be at such peace right now? Right. And it's only because Jesus himself yeah. is with that person. Yeah. Again, it know? doesn't mean you're happy about everything that's happened. It says in this world, you have trouble. You're going to, but I've overcome the world. So at the end of the day, you know, who's going to win. You're on the winning side. And so yeah. don't look at the scoreboard right now. The scoreboard might look like we're losing, but Jesus Christ says, I've overcome the world and you're going to, you're on the winning team. I think I that, want you to have peace. And this yeah. is the thing about Christ. He wants us to have peace. 
I think Christ wants peace in marriage. I think Christ wants peace in families. Christ wants peace in church. Yes. He doesn't like it when there's acrimony and people are fighting and arguing. You want peace. And I, I think, would say yeah. seek avenues, Mark. Seek avenues that bring peace. And whether that's reading the Bible, mm-hmm. doing the right thing, uh, not being a pain in the neck, uh, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you you go and find those avenues of peace. You're going to be way so happier. Good. Yeah, I love that, Bill. And I think I think for myself, I have to remind myself. And when I see peace, it's not only an absence of war. It's the it's being complete. Right. It's actually living in wholeness, right. in completeness, because right. you know that you're complete in Christ. Right. You know you're you, you don't have to worry about um, things that the world has to worry about. You right. know. You're beyond judgment now. You know, you're you're moving on into you have moved into Christ's family, you know. Yeah, but a lot of people honestly, I I do not think people are thinking far ahead. People are thinking like that plenty of time. I think the things that rob you of peace yeah. or the problems that you have, maybe getting caught up in the troubles, making some bad decisions, things like yeah. that. If we stay in Christ, we pray in Christ's name, we allow him to lead us, he says, Look, you may have peace. You can, you may have it. Now May have peace is typically the mood of probability mm. or possibility is not per se always guaranteed. I've told you things so that mean you may have peace. You can have it mm. if we remain in him, right? Very good. So that you well, may, is, in me, you may, we're going to, yeah, if we're in Christ, we're going to have peace. What does Isaiah 26.3 say? It says, uh, he will keep you in perfect peace, those who trust in the Lord. Right. You know? Right. You have to trust in the Lord to get that right. to get that perfect peace right. that He's it's promising there. you. You know, it's, listen, it's there, yeah. and we can't have peace because Christ offers it to us, and He wants us to have peace, even in a troubled world. The world is troubled. The world's always going to be troubled. There's yes. always going to be problems. There's always going to be people yes. don't like you because of what you believe. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Just do the right thing. That's all you need to worry about. Is do the right thing. Take peace in it. Don't be arrogant about it. Just humbly do the right thing. Serve others. Good things will come, and that's what we count on. Yeah, you can have peace. We appreciate you tuning in. To John 16, we've already done a podcast prior on the earlier part, or the earlier part of the chapter, and then this one on this part of the chapter. So enjoy it, listen in, may you benefit from it, and again, have a blessed and awesome week.